Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shoneman alongside Mac Daddy B. Robertson. Hello. So good to be here. So welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so happy that you joined us today. Today is a very special day at the Riot Podcast because it is our executive producer's 39th birthday. Yes. Happy birthday, Christine. 39th birthday, Christine. That's exciting. Are you is that right? Here? I just guessed at that yeah, number. Yeah. 39. Is that, is that right? Is that 39 in holding? In holding? It's what it is. <laughs> Well, happy birthday. Thanks, guys. So, so what are you going to do today? Any any highlights? Party like it's 1999. Oh, yeah, 1999. What did we do in 1999? <laughs> it was like the, the 2000 Y2K or something, Y2K. Right? We were all preparing for doomsday. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how fast time has gone? Right. Crystal saw a meme last night. So not to change the subject, but there, there was a meme and it was somebody, I guess somebody was buying beer or something and the lady gave her her ID to the lady. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, how did you see my birthday that quick? She goes, it started with a 19. So I know you're old enough. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm like, all of a sudden I felt really, really old. <laughs> Think about that. True that. So, so you could have been born in 2000 and you're 22 years old. <laughs> wow. wow. So Crystal shared that with me. My mind was blown and I'm like, I am officially old. Yeah. <laughs> You're we're deaf. I was I told somebody the other day we're in our third quarter. Third quarter. It, you said quarter. that this morning too. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm like, how do you know? You yeah. could be in overtime. Uh, that's true. But I mean, if you look at and I and I'm basing it off of 80 years of life. Okay. Yeah, so we're, we're talking we're about strictly 80 demographics. Years of life. And, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. What is the average? Isn't that like life 80, insurance algorithms? Right yeah. For women, maybe. I think guys, it's still like 78, 78, 80, somewhere around there. I don't know. So that's what I was basing off of. But I mean, based off of that. I knew what you meant. I'm just giving you a hard time. But back to her birthday. Are you going to sing to her? A happy birthday to you. I thought you were going to do the Elvis version. I can't do that. But happy (laughs) birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Christine. Da-da-da-da. May the Lord bless you. You like that? Yeah, yeah. that's good. And that way you don't have to pay royalties. That yeah. was smart. That was a good, <laughs> that way, was good way to awesome, finish that. guys. Thanks <laughs> so much. You're so welcome. honored. Man, I, we're just we're just honored that you're in our presence. And even on your yeah. birthday, yeah. spend some time with us. Yeah, I call Very her my cool. queen. So she's the queen. She's in we're in her, we're in the presence of royalty. So what'd you yeah. do this weekend to take your queen out yeah. and celebrate? The, her birth, yeah, 39th birthday. She, she can share. What did I do? Take you to a cockroach motel? Is that what it was? <laughs> the Roach Motel. That's the new name of that place. Well, we are in Florida <laughs> and they're kind of hard to avoid, especially when you're on, you know, the bay and it's moist and yeah the truth is we went away for four days and one of the what we went to two different hotels and one of the hotel literally was invested with cockroaches yeah oh, and i took so my gross. lovely bride to a, a roach invested hotel that oh the adventures he takes me on have Woo! been amazing way to go big spender that's it man it was like <laughs> it was like how do we get any cheaper no <laughs> Wasn't, it wasn't that bad, really. It was not that bad. It was a really cool place. It, it just, was a cool place. It just lacked a little bit of <laughs> it's uh, just keeping the roach part. <laughs> yep. It's Florida. It's to be expected. I am not a <laughs> fan of roaches. Okay, listen, if anybody has been there and you walk into your hotel room and there's cockroaches on your bed, oh, leave. You <laughs> yeah. 
sleep in the car. <laughs> you sleep in the car. That's, that's the experience we had. Uh, that's what we learned this weekend. But it was 1.30 in the morning when we got there. So it was like, what do we do? We You're couldn't so do anything. Tired, yeah. So I went everywhere. We 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 killed as many as we could. <laughs> and we prayed. And we just said, God help us. Lord, protect us that nothing crawls uh, up our noses and hatches. Siblings. Oh, so gross. <laughs> Change the subject quickly. And we didn't give a bad review to this place no, either. They 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 did good. They, right. got, they, yeah, they, they came did. they came and fixed the they situation. They offered us in other rooms and <laughs> yeah. We won't are. we won't tell anybody who they are then because oh. that would probably not be good. But tell us you, you were sharing earlier um about just kind of enjoying the time watching the sunset over the Gulf mm. of Mexico and how special that was. Why don't you share a little bit about that? Because that, that touched me. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Well, we like to venture around. So we were driving around and we ended up at that was Bonita Springs. Bonita Springs. Do you know Beach. what Bonita means in Spanish? Beautiful. There you go. Yeah. I'm just making sure. Yeah. So we spent, I mean, we were just driving around. We had our beach gear with us. Didn't know what to behold. But anyway, we prayed and God led us to this beach. We were there for. Since eight to nine. Quite a few yeah. hours. Yeah. And oh, that was, we did a split shift. Then. Yeah, we did a split shift. And then we went back after dinner and sat on the beach and watched the beautiful sunset, played some worship. Actually, my husband was singing some worship and I just sat and listened and mm. admired it because that was like, I just got transported into this, into the, into the God's presence. It was incredible. We did a video clip for that for the Riot Podcast. I know I did. It was just, I didn't it was a sweet time of yeah, it wasn't a video time. I it was a it. private moment of I worship. Get I get it. And then here I make you talk about it. Yeah. Sorry. But it was it was one of those times though when you're you're in God's creation, you're experiencing his beauty that he's given us, and you're humbled. You're really humbled. And we were just we were just in all of him. And we were just, we were so grateful. We were all of him, and we just I just was worshiping him out loud. Everybody was around us. I didn't care. I was just worshiping out loud to this amazing God that loves worthy. us so much. And it was just a sweet time of fellowship. So it, awesome. it helped. It helped with the cockroaches because we didn't want to dwell <laughs> upon that. We no. wanted to dwell upon Jesus. And the so, beauty. And his beauty. He gave us a perfect evening. So it was nice. That's so beautiful cool. sunset. Watch the stars for a little bit. Yeah, one of the times we went out and it was pitch black and well, actually kind of, and we just watched satellites a lot and count the stars, see the following stars. And we just, we like that stuff. So for us, the less is better for us. If we just have to sit and do nothing and just converse together, worship God together, watch his creation together. That's, that's like a perfect weekend for us. Right. And not talk about business yeah nothing, or work nothing to do with or... it was just very cool yeah. well i'm glad you guys got some time to get away that that's yeah. awesome it that was. was really cool he spoils me excellent as he should as <laughs> all he the time should. and men all of you spoil your wives she did she date did. your wives it's highly important to take your wife out she did, always she gave me this video yesterday by uh who was that pastor again that does that the marriage guy i forget his name yeah. Anyway, um, she gave me this video of what guys need and what girls need. Oh, Jimmy. Oh, I knew <laughs> Jimmy that's what it was. I didn't say it. I could just tell. Yeah, Jimmy Evans. Yeah, it sounds like something he would do. And he and she he went on this long list of what the women need, right? You have to do da, 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 all this stuff. And then for a guy, all you need to do is feed him and get naked, right? So those are the those are that that's it for a guy no, and, and it works. And respect. 
Well, that respect, respect is, is very important. Yeah, yeah, he didn't say that. But anyway, so <laughs> back to the story, I was going through the list of all the things. I was like, okay, I do that. 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 And there was a couple that I, I'm not very good at. And so go ahead. not frequently, yeah. but yeah, buying jewelry. I don't buy her jewelry, yeah. but I'm not a jewelry girl. Yeah, so my wife really he's easy either. peasy on that one. And then flowers. No, she loves flowers. flowers. So I got her a bunch of flowers for her birthday. Yeah. So I did that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was fun. All right. Jimmy Evans is good. I mean, he's like, he will help you point your marriage in the right direction. For oh, sure. absolutely. Yeah, he, he look him a really, up. You, really good job. If you want marriage help or counseling or anything, look him up. Seriously. Look him up. This episode sponsored by Jimmy Evans That's Ministries. It. Yeah. He has a lot of marriage material that were yeah, really, really, really good beautiful. stuff. Really yeah. good stuff. So what are we going to talk about this week? Uh, John 8 verses 31 through 59. Excellent. Ooh. That's that makes sense because that kind of picks up where we left off last week. Yeah, which was what, how John, about that? John eight one through thirty. What a coincidence! Yeah, let's pray. And let's get going. All right, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this podcast. Yeah. We thank you for our listeners, Lord. I pray that uh, you would just uh, show yourself to them today, Father. That uh, you would speak through us. That as we dive into your Word, Father, that uh, uh, as Pete and I were talking about in our pre-show, your Word is enough. Yeah, and we just want to we just want to share that and uh, make sure that that. That's what gets out. Uh, you know, when we have our opinions, that's great. But the most important thing is you and, yes. uh, and your word. So, Father, we ask you to bless the show and bless the people that are listening to it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. All right. So John last eight. week, yeah, last go. week, yeah, we had such a great show. Pete. I, I loved it. It was fun to get back behind the microphone and and do another podcast with you. I cannot wait. To, yeah, we were to off a couple of weeks. I know. It's know. just weird. It's like, you know, but it, we had it's two like part shows, of our life we now. Just, yeah. Yeah. So the recording. Okay. So you guys didn't know we were off, maybe, but yeah. Uh, yeah sometimes we will record a couple shows so that uh, we can take a week off here and there. So, but anyway, we talked about two very important nuggets that that are in the Bible. The first was that Jesus said He was the light of the world, and that in Him there is no darkness. Yeah, it's kind of a huge nugget. <laughs> huge. Yeah. It's more than a nugget. That's more like a boulder, Pete. Yeah, that's just big. All right. <laughs> and then we also talked about um, how He did everything to please his father that was another kind of thing like people probably just pass over it's like uh-uh yeah that is huge you're right saying. now that you mentioned that those yeah. aren't really nuggets those are those are huge yeah but that's awesome yeah he gave us all a clue on how uh how to have god's light in us and uh we do everything that pleases if we do everything that pleases the father those two nuggets or open boulders or boulders. <laughs> those two boulders <laughs> open the door for us to live a life that is centered in god's perfect will this week pete we will be continuing that conversation in our reading of John 8, 31 through 59, which actually finishes out the chapter. Yeah. Of the, of the chapter eight. Yeah. So, it's kind of two parts, the yeah. first part and the second part. Well, let's do that. Let's break it down into two parts. Like we'll read 31 through 47 and then, and then finish it up. What do you think? Yeah. Jesus talks about in that, the 31, 47, he talks about the difference between freedom and being in bondage. And I, and in four and 48 through 59, he's going to talk about the difference between honor and dishonor. Wow. So, so let's just go ahead and read John 8, 31. So if you're going to open your Bibles, we're going to be in John 8, 31 through 47 ESV follow along and uh, let's let the Bible speak to us and, and see how we can just bring application to it. All right, let's go. Verse 31. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Amen. They answered him. We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? 
Jesus answered them, truly, truly. Anytime he says truly, truly, Pete, you really should pay it's attention. It's truly a big deal. <laughs> right? He says verily on some translations. Right? Yeah. I, I think what he's saying is you need to listen to yeah. me now. Big important, big importance. Listen, <laughs> listen now. neon lights. Yeah. yeah. All right. Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham. You seek to kill me because my words find no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. This is going to get interesting here. Yeah, I mean, so he's basically calling him out and just saying, you guys are like of the devil. So yeah, can, yeah. and say. yeah. Not just call. He's pretty blunt here coming up and you'll, as you, as you guys will hear, they answered him. Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would, you would have done the works of Abraham or done the works that Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works your father did. They said to him, we were not born of sexual immorality. We have one father even God. So they're alluding that he was born of sexual immorality. Uh, yeah, that was kind of dirty. Yeah, that was low blow. And what is Jesus just <laughs> fights right back, right? No, no. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me for I came from God and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? And he asked that question, but he already, he doesn't wait for an answer. As he rolls his eyes. <laughs> As he rolls his eyes, right. He doesn't wait for them to answer. He kind of just gives them the answer. So let me read that again. This is verse 43. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. Mm. You are, uh, you are of your father, the devil. Wow. And your will is to do your father's desires. Woohoo. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character. Wow. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which which one of you convicts me of sin? You think he took a long pause there and just waited? I Waited. I think, yeah, I'm Waited. wondering how much, if, I mean, he's, he's filled with love, but I'm sure there's some sort of sarcasm or something. Yeah. I mean, I'm, these I'm guys taking are just, dramatic pause right now. <clears throat> yeah. Which one of you convicts me of sin? Pause. Crickets. Crickets, yeah. right? Yeah. If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is, whoever is of God, hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. So it's, here's God and we'll break this down a little bit, but here is Jesus. Okay. And fully man and fully God. And he knows nothing but of truth. Okay. So everything that he speaks, he speaks in righteousness. He speaks out of holiness. He's speaking out of a, 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 a full, a firm grasp of what is right, what is perfect and what is the very best way. Okay. So this is, here he is. And now he's speaking to these religious leaders and they're speaking, but everything that's coming out of their mouth is the opposite of what he's saying. It's, it's of lies. It's of deceit. It's of malice. It's of hate. And, and he's looking at these guys and he's trying to share with them in a, a loving, patient, very patient way that uh, you are not of God and you are really of the devil because everything that you're saying is exactly what he would say. And 
I'm not trying to be mean or harsh. I'm giving you an opportunity. I'm even spending time with you right now. Yeah, which he certainly didn't have to do. <clears throat> and, and it's like, it's pretty cray cray, but that's kind of it in a nutshell. So pretty, let's just break this down and cray cray. Is that, is that something? <laughs> I like it. It's crazy, crazy. Uh, it's truly, truly. Oh my goodness. All right. All right let's move on. Sorry about that. That, we'll that, you bring that, that, up tick, that tickled me. Cray, right. cray. That's funny. All right. Let's do it. All right. In verse 33, we read the pronoun they. Who are they? In verse 30, it tends Well, in today's what, terms, it's what? talking about. <laughs> That's another show completely. We're not going to get. Into that, right? gonna get no. Yeah. Tune in for the pronoun show <laughs> later, later on this season. No. Um, that's not what we're talking no, about. We're here. not. We're going to okay. explain it. Back up, sidetrack, rabbit hole. Okay. In <laughs> verse 33, we read the pronoun they. Who are they? In verse 30, it ends by, uh, by after these things, many believe in him. So Jesus is telling them here that in order to be my true disciple, you must abide in his word like the other believers already have. So the they, they, the, the, the they that are here were most likely not believers. That makes perfect sense to me, Pete. Well, why would they argue with Jesus they if wouldn't. they already believe? They would. They wouldn't. So who are the they? Then? Yeah. So what Jesus is saying here is that they would obey his word. We grow spiritual knowledge and we grow in spiritual knowledge. We grow in freedom from sin. So that's, so what he's saying is, hey, the ones that have listened to my word are now growing and are moving away from sinning or living a lifestyle of sin. But you guys are not listening to my word. And so you are not believing what I'm saying. And so because of that, you do not have spiritual knowledge and you cannot understand what I'm telling you. And because of that, you have no freedom from sin. Hmm. And the other people do have freedom of sin. So I wrote, uh, Martin Luther said this once. He said, um, either sin is with you lying on your shoulders, or it's lying on Christ, the Lamb of God. Now, if it's lying on your back, you are lost. But if it's resting on Christ, you are free, and you will be saved. Now choose which one you want. And so this is Martin Luther telling his followers, listen, you guys that are trying to do this on your own and that are, are believing your own word and believing your own lies, you're in sin. You're not putting that your trust in the word of God, which is the truth of God, and it will set you free. And because you're not set free, you live in you, you live in bondage. You know, it just struck me as you're sharing that quote. Martin Luther <clears throat> is talking to the same they that Jesus was talking to, right? Absolutely. He's talking to the religious leaders of the day. Absolutely. It's the same they. Absolutely. Oh, crazy. All right. All right. The claim that Abraham's descendants had never been in bondage was certainly a false one that was refuted by the very record in the Old Testament. The Jews have been enslaved by seven mighty nations. Isn't that maybe we talked about yeah. last week's show about seven? And actually, you just forget about that. But yeah, you're bringing back that seven the, num the number of, of perfection, right? Yeah. Oh, completion. I Completeness. said perfection. But, yeah. Okay. So they were, the Jews were enslaved seven times. Wow. Seven times before Jesus came to the planet. So they were completed seven times. They were in bondage. And now Jesus set them free. I gave them the option to be set free from the bondage. And, and you put some examples here in the, yeah. in the notes. The 10 northern tribes had been carried away captive by Assyria. The two southern tribes had gone into 70 years of captivity in Babylon. Yep. And at that very hour, meaning, you know, while Jesus is talking to these Pharisees, yep. the Jews are under the bondage of Rome, which yeah. we all know. I mean, that's, yeah. that's so just, I think I mean, the way the religious leaders were looking at this uh, from how I can read it is they're thinking, well, we've never accepted them as controlling us. 
you know, they've always looked at it. Well, yeah, they've they've come here and they're there, but we haven't given over our hearts to them. So and, they're in denial. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of, you know, from the physical. But again, Jesus isn't talking about the physical here. Right. Jesus is going directly into the spiritual aspect of it. So how difficult is it for a proud religious person to admit that they're they're failing at their, you know, in their needs? Well, I mean, I'm, we're talking about a religious person. This example alone shows it's very difficult. Yep. They didn't get it. No, I said, I've said uh, that these, these Jews profess to know the truth and to be official expounders of it. Hmm. They had yet to learn that truth was not only a system, but also a power, not only something to be written or spoken, but also something to be felt and lived. If they abide in his word, they would indeed be his disciples living the life of truth. They would gain perception of truth. Being true, they will in love grow up into him all things, which is the head, even Christ. Ephesians 4.15 says that. So here they are believing that, hey, we have the truth. We have the law. But Jesus saying it's so much greater than the law. It's just about loving the Father, knowing the Father, spending time with the Father, having intimacy with the Father. And before we even got to this verse or this chapter, how many times did Jesus say, you do not know me because you do not know the Father? That's what Jesus has always said, even the Israelites back in the days. I, what is this bleeding I hear of, of, of the sacrifices of your goats and so forth? I don't care about that. Hmm. I want a broken and contrite heart. I want you to worship me. I want you to serve me. I want you to spend time with me. And that's what he's saying here today. He's saying, listen, you don't know the father, so you cannot know me. Wow. If you know the father, you can know me. And so he's just, his heart is broken. And that's what he's saying. J.C. Ryle said, let us watch against pride in every shape. Pride of intellect, pride of wealth, pride in our own goodness, pride in our own desserts. Nothing is so likely to keep a man out of heaven and prevent him from seeing Christ as pride. So long as we think we are something, we shall never be saved. Sorry, I was laughing there. I didn't know what pride of desserts meant. Desserts. I don't know what that is either. <laughs> Maybe it's the desert. Maybe oh. it's the pride of the desert. Maybe. Yeah, I just read it wrong. I'm sorry. But the point was I didn't still, mean to laugh. The point still there is these religious leaders have so much pride. No, there's no they're, doubt. They're about pride that. in their religious system. Their pride in their law, their pride in their their creed, so to speak. Yeah. And that pride is blinding them. Completely yeah. blinding them. All right. All right. Jesus explained that the difference between spiritual freedom and bondage is a matter of whether one is a son or a servant. The servant, he says, and I forgot what verse this is, but we just read it. The servant may live in the house, but he is not part of the family and he cannot be guaranteed a future. So, so it's like, so yeah, I think it's in verse, I'm sorry. It's in verse uh, 35. The slave does not remain in the house forever, but the son does. So, I mean, again, imagine this. So back in that time, Slavery was a big deal. So a lot of people had slaves that they purchased to work for them, to work on their farm, to, to be a part of. And there's still slavery today, just in different ways. We call them hires or workers or whatever that is, where they really have no right to themselves. There's, there's human trafficking that's going on. There's a lot of that that's happening. But what Jesus is saying is, is here is his son, you know, just let's, you know, let's use Isaac and Ishmael as an example. So Isaac was Abraham's son, but by God's blessing. So he was actually his blessing without any help from anything of his own accord. 
Isaac is, is, is it comes from God's anointing and God says, Hey, you're going to have a son and I'm going to bless your nation through them, through him. And, and you're going to be a father of men and nation is going to come from the son of Isaac where Ishmael was member with Hagar and, and, and Sarah was like, Hey, we're never going to be able to get pregnant. So why don't you help God out and, and do that? And so that was, so Ishmael really was because it was of Hagar, the servant was really not a part of the actual, um, you know, family per se, even though he was blood through uh, Abraham, he wasn't the, the, the very best. Okay. So that's so, kind of what he, I see in context, what's going so on here. I, Here's how I understand it. And yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but so if you look at it that way, Ishmael is kind of the product of man trying to do it his way. Yes, right. And I, and Isaac Isaac is the product of doing it God's way. The anointing, the blessing upon it. Yeah. Okay. So there's two two worlds here. But here's another way of looking at it. So going back to the slave part, is I have my kids that are in my family. They are next in line to whatever the, the inheritance, the blessings, everything that comes from it. But the servants don't have the same whatever that's going on. And so that's what Jesus is saying. Listen, you, you have no freedom because you're not a child of God. You're, you're a servant. You know, so Jesus explained the difference between the spiritual freedom and bondage is a matter of whether one is a son or a servant. The servant may live in the house, but he is not a part of the family. He cannot be guaranteed a future. So this, the kids know that when dad dies, the inheritance there, but the servant might not be have that. There's no guarantee there. They're not direct in line. And so that's what he's saying here. Jesus, Jesus is saying, if you're a child and you know me and you know the father, then the inheritance of the father, everything is bestowed upon you. Mm. But you Pharisees don't know the father. And so you do, you do not get to celebrate with those that believe. That's all he's saying. And so it's, again, talking to us, Christian or believers, as we just talked about this in our prep, there's so many Christians out there that are just like the Pharisees. They go to church, they serve, they tithe, they do all of these things. You guys, I know this is a broken record. You've heard us say this many times on the show. But if you don't know intimacy, if you don't have intimacy with the Father, Jesus will tell you, depart from me, I do not know you. It's just religion. It is religion. And we've said it over and over again. It sucks. It does not set you free. You're just adding more to your bondage. You're just adding more weight upon yourself that God wants to take from you. So we're going to, we'll go into that a little bit more as we go through this show, but okay. anyway, yeah. Well, in here in statement four, we kind of, we're, we're still touching on this a little yeah. bit. It says, whoever keeps on practicing sin is a, is a servant of sin. The religious leaders would not only die in their sins, but they currently are living in bondage to sin. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not just sin that the sin is overwhelming them and controlling them. It's they don't even realize that everything about their life is controlled by the sin that they live. Yeah. They've, they've taken ownership so much that uh, they're in bondage. They were slaves in bondage to sin. And the only way to be set free is by the son. Jesus is saying, listen, you want to be set free of that? Listen, I, you're, you're miserable right now. I know you're, you believe this lie. I know that you think that what you're saying is good and you have all of on your side, but the reality is you're doing it yourself. 
The reality is you're trying to figure out your own salvation. And what I'm telling you is, if you believe in me, you love me, allow me to love you, worship me, allow myself to allow me to have my freedom in your life and to, that you surrender your life to me and have my way with you, then you will have freedom. And this freedom will make you a new man. It will make you a new creation. It will make you something so amazing and so unbelievable. And it will remove all of this crap that you're dealing with right now. And I will make you my son, but you need to love me. And that's what he's telling them. And these religious leaders like, you're a psycho. (laughs) They're just not seeing it. You are crazy, man. So (laughs) now they're trying to think, okay, how do we get this guy caught up into a lie? I mean, this guy's (laughs) so twisted. He doesn't, he makes no sense, you know, and I can comprehend it, but that's what's going on. Well, Jesus doesn't step off the accelerator at all here. In fact, (laughs) he pushes it straight to the floor. Yeah. So it, The next statement is, in the rest of this section, we see the debate centered around the word Father. Jesus identifies himself with the Father in heaven, but he identified them with the Father from hell, Satan. Of course, the Jews claimed Abraham as their father, but Jesus made a careful distinction between Abraham's seed, the physical descendants, and Abraham's children, the spiritual descendants, because of personal faith. Yeah, I mean, again, he's, like we shared at the beginning of the show, we were basically saying, listen, he's, he's coming from truth. So he knows exactly what is the very best. And he's looking at these gentlemen and his heart is breaking inside, but he's saying, listen, everything that you're saying is of the devil. And in your serving by who you saying these things and by you doing these things, you're doing what the devil wants you to do. Yeah. And you're giving him victory in your life. And it's the same with us Christians. If we're, if we're doing things that are contrary to what the word of God says, or we're lying, or we're trying to deceive people, or we're trying to manipulate truth, then we are operating in what the devil is wanting us to do. And so Jesus would look at us the exact same way. And he would say, listen, I love you, son. But what you're doing is a lie. And what you're saying is of the devil. And you're acting like the father of this world, the mm. devil. And so he's not just saying it to them. He's saying this to us. Right. Anytime that we, abs- we act outside of what God's truth is. But let's read Galatians 3, 6 through 14. This will kind of put context to this. Thank you. Just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness, know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, in you shall all nations be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law for the righteous shall live by faith, but the law is not of faith. Rather, the one who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. It is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree so that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. So the, 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 the Pharisees and the religious leaders know this in context about Abraham. Okay. So they know exactly that Abraham and that he was the father of many nations and that he was going to save all of the world. 
through his seed, the Messiah was going to come. They understood all of that. And here they are trying to use Abraham against him. And Jesus is flipping the script on him. So that's kind of what's happening. And so here, Paul is explaining very clearly what is taking place and what Jesus came to do is to save all of mankind and to give everybody the opportunity to be saved. And so these Pharisees were just like, yeah, whatever, buddy. They didn't get it. So did you have something you want to go on? No, that's good. Yeah. Nature is determined by birth and birth is determined by paternity. If God is your father, then you share God's nature. But if Satan is your father, then you share in his evil nature. Jesus did not say that every lost sinner is a child of the devil, though every lost sinner is certainly a child of wrath and disobedience. So what is that saying? Yeah, I was going to ask you the exact same question. <laughs> well, you, I, I know sometimes you read my mind. You could tell like, wait a minute, I'm having some doubt about that. So because you, you, you're trying to draw a distinction here. Yeah. So um, he didn't say every lost sinner is a child of the devil, um, but aren't they? Yeah. So every person is born with a deceitful heart, right? We're all born into sin right? All have sinned. We have all sinned and all short, short of the glory, glory of God. God. So Jesus is saying, okay, I understand that I am come to earth to set everybody free from the bondages of sin, the control of sin, right? And so he's looking at them today and he's saying, listen, if you, at, if you look like a duck, and you quack like a duck, <laughs> you're a duck, right? So he's looking at Mr. Where, Pharisee. Where is, that? is that John? Yeah. Where, where? <laughs> so he's telling Mr. Pharisee and religious leader, listen, you, you, you're, you're speaking like the devil. You're acting like the devil. You're, you're accusing me like the devil. So you are the devil. And, and, all, and all I'm saying to you, Mr. Religious Leader, is that you're at, you are of the devil. You are of the You're in control. Your father is the devil. But if you were to know the father spend time with the father, then what you would see and what you would act and how you would respond would be in love. It would be in truth. It would mm. be with kindness. It would be with the fruit of the spirit. It would be something that's different than how you're acting. And that's what he's telling them. So nature is determined by birth and birth is determined by paternity. So when we get born, we're born into sin, but, but things change when you meet the father, period. So if God is your father, then you'll share God's nature. But if Satan's your nature, then you're going to share the sin of the world and you're going to be as the father of the world. Hmm. And that is Satan. Wow. So that's, that's what he's saying. That's how he's saying it. And he can't get any more clear than that. And they know what he's doing. Yeah. So don't be surprised when a sinner acts like a sinner, right? So, and I think that's where it goes back to the fruit. If you're not seeing fruit in your life, you know, maybe, maybe you got the wrong father. You know, if all you can think about is travel, all you can think about is making more money. All you can think about is pleasure. All you can think about is what may, pleases you. Or if all you could do is complain about other people, Oof. or if all you could do is say that you have a better way or that your thoughts are better or you're this or what, whatever it mm. is, and you're just unhappy, you're grumpy, you're complaining and all that, you might be serving that of the devil. Check your heart. It's, it's if you wake up in the morning and your heart is saying, God, I want to worship you. Lord, I want to put on the former of God. I want to be a witness for you. I want to love people the way that you love them. I want to see people the way that you see them. My mind is always thinking of ways to be able to bring you glory in all that I do. The byproduct of all that is sure you get to go on vacation. Sure, you get to experience the fruits of whatever God has given you. 
But that's not your focus. Your focus is how am I pleasing the father? That's kind of where they're at. Their whole focus here, the religious leaders is, no, we are the right. We want to control you. We want to be the best. We We, have this, we this, and we feel powerful. We're better than you. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, statement seven just kind of leads right into this, what we were just talking about. It says, what are the characteristics of these religious leaders who belong to the devil? For one thing, they rejected the truth. They tried to kill Jesus because he spoke the truth. They did not love God, nor could they understand what Jesus taught. Satan's children may be well-versed in religious traditions. Wow, that's strong because it's so true. Satan's children may be well-versed in religious traditions. So don't, yeah, that's the difference between uh, relationship and and religion, but they have no understanding of the word of God. So they may know the word of God, but they don't understand it. So I think is what you're trying to say there. I, I think that I've been to parties, you've been to parties where, you know, we go to the party, but we don't feel God's welcome there, right? They're they, but they're all people that go to church. Yeah, they they're all. Well, I wouldn't. I don't know. I, yes, but it's almost to me. It's almost like I feel like God wasn't invited there. That makes sense. Yeah, but that's kind of the point. Yeah, it's 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 a religion. It's it's all done in the name of Jesus. It's all done in the name of God. But there's no spiritual aspect of yeah, it. There's yeah. a there's maybe a business aspect to it. There's maybe a a you know just a friendship. But it's like, why don't they want to talk about Jesus? Why don't they want to see what God's doing? Why don't they want to you know give Him praise or glory in everything that they're doing? Why? Yeah. Because they they know the things of God. They know the things of Jesus, but they don't know Him intimately. Anybody that's been in the presence of God has changed radically. Yeah. Anybody that loves Jesus cannot stop talking about Jesus. You can't stop loving people. You can't stop celebrating him. All you want to do is talk about him. That's all you can think about. That's what Jesus does to somebody. And that's what he's saying to these other believers as he's probably pointing them. Hey, you see all those other guys right there that are following me? They know me Hmm. and they can't shut up about me. They want to talk about me to everybody. But you Pharisees, you religious leaders, you people that know everything else don't know me. And so you have no freedom. You're in bondage, but they are set free and they now have a relationship with me and their life is being transformed and joy and peace is coming upon it. That's what he's saying. Yeah. The the Pharisees are trying to build their kingdom where the the true followers of Jesus are trying to build the kingdom. Yeah. That's, that's what I see. And I still see that today. I mean, yeah. you were talking about, you know, I, I, I go to business meetings or other meetings where people, you know, even it could be said that, hey, this is a, you know, this is a Christian gathering or something like that. And then nobody ever talks about Christ, right? It's all, it's a networking thing, or it's, you know, they're trying to build their own kingdom. So, well, let's, let me just read this real quick. Yeah. So this is kind of Paul's take on what Jesus is saying here. So Paul knows you know, he knows probably John's gospel. He knows that this story took place most likely. And so here's, here's, here's Paul's take on it in Galatians 3, verses 6 through 14. He says, just as Abraham believed God, it was counted to him as righteousness. Know that it is the, those of faith who are of the sons of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, in you shall all nations be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the son of faith. Actually, that was in yeah Galatians 3, 6 through 14. So we knew that. But let me go back into this because I just read the wrong scripture. So this is what I was It's trying- good, though. That way we should read that one twice. That's good. 
<laughs> so let's go into this. So talking about the fruit of the spirit. So talking about if G if you've been with Jesus, here's what happens. So Galatians five, let me go back one more, uh, go forward two more chapters. So Paul said, for you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, wow. but through the love serve one another for the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk in the spirit and you will be, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual morality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. And I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Wow, what a but, warning. But the fruit of the spirit is love. It's joy. It's peace. It's patience. It's kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, self-control. And against such things, there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So back to our story of our, our friends or our religious activities or things that we do. If you're a part of Jesus, you want to do the things of Jesus. You want to talk the way that Jesus talked. And that's what's going on. And that's what he's sharing with people here. So, all right. Good stuff, Pete. Yeah. All right, one more. And then we'll move on to the second half of our, right. our text today. Right. Satan is a liar and a murderer. You agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, me too. He lied to our first parents, Adam and Eve, and engineered their deaths. Cain was a child of the devil, it says in 1 John 3, 12. We should not be like Cain, no. who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because yeah. his own deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Yeah. That sounds like jealousy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So these religious leaders lied about Jesus, hired false witnesses, and then had him killed. Mm. The worst bondage is the kind that prisoners himself does not recognize. Right. He thinks he is free yet he's really a slave. The Pharisees and other religious leaders um, thought they were free, but they were actually enslaved in terrible spiritual bondage to sin and Satan. So, and again, it's, uh, you look at, you look at a lot of people's lives and I've asked people, so how, how can I pray for you? How's things going? And I know they're living a life of bondage. Oh man, everything's great right now. They don't see it. They have no idea. Everything's great. Oh my gosh, I just got a new job. I'm getting paid. Oh, my, my family, I'm going on vacation next week. I have enough money. They think everything is great, but they realize they have no idea that they're living in bondage or sin. Mm. And that's where the Pharisees are right now. And those people are the hardest people to share God's truth with. They're yeah. the hardest people. They just cannot see it. And it's the same thing that Jesus is dealing with right now. Yeah, that's the part that struck me <clears throat> when I was reading that, Pete. That, that comment, the worst bondage is the kind that the prisoner himself does not recognize. They just have no now, idea. How do you free somebody from something they don't know they're being imprisoned by? Wow. And Jesus is sitting there and is saying, listen, here I am. Yep. But they can't see it. All right, let's go. All right, let's turn our attention to Jesus's definition of honor and dishonor. Okay. So we're going to continue reading now in John 8, starting in verse 48. 48. Yep. The Jews answered him, are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? 
Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it and he is the judge. Truly, truly, there it is again. I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, now we know that uh, you have, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died as did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died and the prophets who died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were, I got to turn the page. Sorry, guys. Uh, re- if I were to repeat say, statement yeah. to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you, but I do know him and I keep his word. Your father, Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old and you've seen Abraham. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you before Abraham was, I am. I can just see them getting furious at that statement. Yeah, so the they place. picked up stones and to throw at him, but Jesus hit himself and went out of the temple. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's taking it. He's, he slowly is ramping it up. And then now he's at a point where he's like, listen, guys, I, <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm God. I'm straight up. I, I am. I was before Abraham. <laughs> I, I am that I am. I am that I am. I've been sharing this with you and you're just not getting it. You have nothing to accuse me on. Everything that I've told you is true. You can back it up. You can research it yourself. I am sharing you the proper context of Abraham. I'm doing everything that I could to prove to you that I am who I am. And you're still not believing it. So that's kind of what it is. So go ahead. and Yeah. So the religious leaders, they couldn't refute Jesus statement. So no. they had, so they start attacking him personally. Yep. Their statement in verse 41 that um, they were not born of fornication was a slur on Jesus's own birth and character. Yep. After all, Mary was with child before her and Joseph were married. But their attack here in 48 was more obvious for a Jew to be called a Samaritan was the worst insult that they could be called. And then to be called the demon possessed person only added further insult. Yeah. And I mean, I just, I basically, Jesus didn't dignify their insults. He didn't answer them. He just ignored them. Um, you know, when, whenever you are in the wrong or you have to justify your position, when you get, when your back gets against the wall or you're in a corner, you, you, a lot of times you'll come out swinging with insults. Name calling. That's, that's what it happens. I mean, look at our world today. You look still at Twitter, see it every look day. At, look at the, you know, both sides of the, 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 the aisle. It doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. It used to be more just one side was the insult side, but now both sides are just slinging. But whenever you have to go to that route, I, I mean, that's basically just saying, I don't have truth. I just have what I feel. <laughs> And I'm just going to make you feel bad and, and I'm going to make myself feel better. But I mean, that's that's basically what they're doing. They're just coming out and mudslinging. I yeah, mean, they, it, they know that they're caught. In a, they're trapped. That's right. They don't get it. So that, That's probably a good thing for us to remember. If we're resulting in name calling, we're probably on the wrong side of the issue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Proverbs, what, 15 once says a soft word turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So Jesus knows that. So sure. I mean, it's just he's. He's responding. So somebody comes against you. Somebody gives you a name call. Somebody bashes you or whatever. You just love them. 
Yep. I mean, I've had it where I've had people call Ray, Ray uh, just uh, so angry on the phone or in contact with them. And I've just loved them or spoke life into them or in my spirit, I'm praying for them and I'm coming in a very gentle way. It's, it's, it's calmed the situation. I mean, I'm sure many of us can testify that or listen to that, but I mean, that's kind of what Jesus is doing. It is. But if you're name calling people, that means you're not in the right. It means I you're mean, losing the argument. Yeah, <laughs> you're not. Just get that. And you don't need to respond in kind. So, all right. Good stuff. They were dishonoring him by, uh, they were dishonoring him, but he was honoring the father, just like you were saying, Pete. Remember, he said it was impossible to honor the father without honoring the son. They were seeking their own glory. Man, that's such the, that's the key. Pride. You talked about pride already. But he was seeking the glory that belongs to God alone. Tradition-centered religion without Christ is often a mutual admira uh, admiration society for people who want the praise of the other people. Oh, you're so good, Pete. What? Wait, like that? Is that what you meant? No, but I would say, what the heck? <laughs> you know, when someone talking about that, some a lot of people say that you deserve this, man. You you worked so hard. You deserve oh, this vacation. And I and I listen to that, and and I always say I don't deserve anything but death. Amen. And so when you tell me that I deserve something, to me, it makes me cringe because I look at that and I say, I don't deserve that. But by God's grace, thank you, Jesus, I am able to go or do or whatever that is. What I deserve is death. But by the grace of God, I now have life and I'm able to have freedom in Christ. I'm not in bondage of sin because I no longer live by my own self-worth. I no longer live by my own self-values of what I think or what I feel is best. I now live by the worldview of Jesus. I see and I do and I act as my father wills, not perfectly as he did, right. but I at least am given the tools. I'm given the opportunity to live a righteous and holy life by God's grace. Otherwise, outside of Jesus, I am in bondage. I am lost. I am, I am miserable. I am complaining. I am hurting. I'm in pain. I'm, I'm all of those things, but Jesus changes everything. So they're, they're calling Jesus these awful names. I mean, just as, about as bad as it can get. Right. And, and Jesus has just warned them that they're going to die in their sins and their unbelief. But instead of him responding to the name calling, in verse 51, he invites them to trust in his word and never see death. So that's how we're supposed to respond in the flesh. Man. We don't want to respond that way, right? We want to fight back. Um, but Jesus gives us uh, just gives us a picture and a, kind of a lesson on how we should respond. Mm. Once again, the leaders lack spiritual insight to understand what he was saying. Shocker. Abraham was dead, yet he was a godly man, and the faithful prophets were also dead. This kind of talk only convinced them more that Jesus must have a demon. Yeah, they just couldn't understand. Couldn't him. get it. They they saw this guy and they're like, this must be a new form of demon because he's kind. He's he's bold. He actually he's speaking with authority. He's speaking in a way that's completely different than anything they've ever heard before. And, and it's the same with us Christians. When we have been with the father. We speak in a different tone. Hmm. We know the Father. We know truth. No matter what the world might throw at us, no matter how confused they might want to make us, we know without certainty what the truth is, and we move forward with boldness. We move forward with authority that's not from, from on earth, but comes from above. And we have something that's different. We're actually kind. 
We actually love people. We actually go out of our way to speak life into people. And people that don't have that, they can't comprehend it. Yeah. You're different. You're you're on drugs, dude. You're, you're messed up. <laughs> you have a demon. <laughs> dude, you got to be in an insane asylum, dude. There's not, this isn't right. You're speaking weird to us. And so that's kind of what's happening. Wow. There you go. All right. How did Abraham see Jesus? That is his life and ministry on earth. The same way he saw a future city by faith. God did not give Abraham some special vision. I always wondered about that, Pete. You know, like did, did, you know, did he bring him into the future to let him see what was going to happen? I think Abraham was just as confused. Yeah. He's here giving him this truth and all this is like, what do you mean? I'm going to be a father of many nations. <laughs> Wait, as, as much as the sand on right? the seashore. What? Go look at the yeah, stars. The stars. Yeah. What? Right. Yeah. Uh, but he did give uh, Abraham, uh, they did, Jesus did give him the spiritual perception to see these future events. Um, I mean, Abraham believed it though. He did. So that's the difference. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, here God is telling him this, God's sharing all this stuff with him. He's doing all this. And Abraham believed, all right, God, I accept it. And, and when he, you know, with Isaac and God showing him the, the sacrifice and the, all of these things that were taking place, the angels that came and saved him and all of those things that took place, God was just building his faith. Yeah. All these things were taking place in Abraham's life to just build his faith, to get him to the point where it's like, all right, God, I believe, I trust you. I know that you have a plan for whatever reason you're choosing my line, for whatever reason you're going to make my name, they make a nation that's great out of me. And the Messiah is going to come through my seed, whatever. That's just mind boggling. But here's Jesus just telling them, yeah, I knew all that. I already told him that Abram believed that you guys don't. So you guys saying that Abraham's your father. Well, Abraham believed everything that I just said, and that was his heart, but you're not believing it. So, so be it. Yeah. So who's your real, so who's your real father? That's it. So the birth of Isaac was the new covenant. It was an illustration, you know, Calvary when he offered Isaac, you know, all of that. Melchizedek yeah. was the priest, you know, the marriage of Isaac is a picture of the marriage of the lamb. So all of this was a foreshadowing that, that Jesus was giving Abraham to help him see this is what is to come. Abraham believed it. These Pharisees did not. All right. All right. Verse 58, before Abraham came into being, I am. <laughs> what a statement by Jesus. Yep. This again is another affirmation of his divine sonship and the Jewish leaders received it as such. Jesus once again is making himself equal with God. And this was the sin of blasphemy worthy of death in the eyes of the Pharisees. Yeah. I mean, Jesus was divinely protected and simply walked away. His hour had yet not come in the courage. I mean, it just said that they were going to stone him and he just walks right out of it. But let's kind of talk about the I am statement a little bit. Yep. I wrote this down. It says, I am that I am that I am. Exodus 3.14 compared with Isaiah 44.6 compared with Isaiah 47.8. These are all similarities between the expression that Jesus is using here. So all of that was already used to denote the name of God. So they know they this. Know it. They know it backwards and forwards. He's using the exact same illustration. The manner in which Jesus used it would strikingly suggest the application of the same language as God. So he's basically, when he's saying that, they're saying, oh, no. It's not that he's a demon. I mean, this guy's even worse. He's claiming that he's God. Saying he's God. Yeah. But before Abraham was, I am, the words rendered was and am are quite different. The one clause means Abraham was brought into being. The other, I exist, 
this statement, therefore, is not that Christ came into existence before Abraham did, as Arians affirm is the meaning, but that he never came into being at all, but existed (laughs) before Abraham had a being. In other words, he existed before creation or eternity all in itself. And that refers back to John 1.1. In the beginning was the word, word was with God, word was God. And so that's, that's what he's saying. He's not mistaking. He's not pulling out, you know, any punches back. He's yeah, there's no veil there. He's telling them he is God. He's laying it out. And for people to say, well, God never said that he was God or never claimed <laughs> or to be Jesus God. never coming to be God. Yeah. Oh, come on. Right. You're people. not reading. You have not read the New Testament. No. All right. You, you said something a couple minutes ago that struck me. Um, you said that Jesus was divinely protected and yeah. just simply walked away. So this is in, in the text there. They picked up the stones to stone him. Right. Yeah. And he was divinely protected. Why? Yeah. Because his hour had not yet come. Yep. Same goes with us. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I I feel exactly the same way. There is nothing that can come against you. There's no weapon that can be formed against you. There's nothing. You have no fear, no worry, nothing. God will take care of you no matter what. And we don't have to worry about anything. Awesome. Until our time has come. All right. Last statement. The most difficult people to win to the Savior are those who do not realize they have a need. So true. They are under the condemnation of God, yet they trust their religion to save them. Religion sucks, Pete. They are walking in the darkness and not following the light of life. Yep. I always ask the question, whose child do you belong to? Is God our father because we have received Jesus? Is it God our father because we have received Jesus into our life? Or is it Satan? Our father, because we are depending on a counterfeit righteousness and a woke righteousness that not and not the righteousness that comes through faith in Jesus Christ. I, I look at this woke um, world that we live in, and I use that word because it's a word that's used a lot. And they're trying to identify or to identify what their truth is, what they feel. Um, they are in a state of confusion. Uh, they're in a state of denial and the world today is, is in chaos. And if a Christian gets caught up into this world, then they get caught up into the chaos and their life, I'm telling you, is miserable. And that is not a life of a Christian. That is not a life of a follower. And so during this time, these religious leaders were trying to make their mark by being ruled by the Romans and, and they were controlling their own destiny and, and today, we Christ, a lot of Christians today are still trying to control their own destiny, being controlled by a government that's not of God and that's corrupt. And, and it's the same thing that's happening. And Jesus is calling out a lot of the Pharisees in the churches, and he's calling out some of these pastors, and he's calling out some of these religious leaders, and he's saying, listen, you don't know me. And, and he's talking to you the exact same way that he's been talking to these, these religious leaders, and he's not pulling any punches, and he's very serious. You will, you will die uh, uh, at an eternal death in hell, and I, I don't want to say it that way, but Jesus is saying it, and, and, but he's also given you an opportunity. He's also talking to you, and if you heard God's truth today, and he's saying, listen, come unto me, know me spend time with me, surrender your life to, of the world and stop walking in the world. Find your, find a way to get on your knees before him, find your way to humble yourself before him and just worship him and accept him as the, as the, as the, uh, the lead, uh, these people did in, in the first part of chapter eight. 
You know, they believed and he, Jesus says, these people are accounted to me as, and to Christ. They've, they've come, they know me. And um, we've given you illustration. If you, if you're wondering if this is you, we've given the many illustrations in this show that will help you determine if you're walking with Jesus or if you're not. If, if whatever those illustrations that we gave, if you're, if you're living like the Pharisee, it might be a clue to you that you're not walking with Jesus. It might be a clue to you that Jesus does not know you. Because I'm telling you, if you know the Father, if you have intimacy with the Father, you are changed. You are, you are changed. You are transformed. Your mind is different. Your body is different. Your thought process is different. The way you feel is different. You have joy. You, you start taking on the characteristics of Christ. And, and, and it's a testimony that, yes, God is there. But don't lie to yourself. Don't, don't make your, like these religious leaders, don't lie to yourself. Don't sit there and act like you have it all together when you don't. Listen, you're a sinner just like me and anybody else. Don't act like you're, you're better than anybody else. Just be broken before God, be vulnerable before him and just confess your sins before him and just acknowledge that you're in desperate need of a savior. If you can't acknowledge that, you can't come unto him. Mm. If you can't bend your knee and say, God, I can't do this on my own then you're going to continue to do it, do it yourself. And you're going to fall further and further away from him. Or you can just deny yourself now and just say, God, I choose you. And so if you're listening to this, I just pray that the spirit of God touched your heart. I pray that it motivated you to want to be closer to him. I pray that it motivates you to want to be in your word and read it daily and just spend time with him. And, uh, you know, I just, I've talked to many Christians and I've asked them, it says, Hey, how's your reading time? He says, Oh, I usually try to read on Thursdays and spend time with God. And I was like, well, what about Friday through Thursday? I mean, what about that time? When are you spending time with him then? Well, I just, I'm so busy and I get up real early and I says, well, what about adjusting your life? What about making him priority? What about spending time with him? And, and I'm telling you, it's, that is what God is asking of us. That is what he's telling the religious leaders. He's telling them, said, listen, I am priority. I should be number one in your life. I should be the author and finisher of everything that happens in your life today. And, and get, work is secondary. Your family is secondary. Everything else that you have to do today is secondary. Make me priority. And then all things are added unto you. Hmm. It's, it's, we get it so backwards. And so God is saying to us today, make him priority. And so if you're listening to this and you want to make him priority and you're not, or you need to repent of your sins or you're not saved, all you got to do is just say, God, forgive me of my sins. Lord, I ask you to take reign in my life. I believe on you. I believe that you died and rose again on the third day. I believe that you are the God of the universe. I believe that you are who you say you are. And I want to choose to serve you for the rest of my life. And I want to live every day pleasing you. I want to live every day with you on my mind always. And that's what God wants. He just wants a fellowship. And if that's you and you said that and you asked God to, to forgive and you repented and you believed as Abraham believed in him, then God says you were saved. God says that the, all the angels in heaven rejoice. It's that simple. This is not saying, hey, you got to go change and then come. No, God is saying, now you surrender to me, you believe upon me, and you live your day, your life every single day for me. 
then I will, you will be blessed and you will be saved. And that's what he's asking. Where's your heart? Is your heart serving Satan? Is your heart choosing to live as the world lives? Or is your heart saying, no, I want God. I want to bend my knee to him. And so, Bob, we would love to hear from those people. How could we hear from them if they've given their life? Yeah, absolutely. We have lots of ways they can reach out to us, Pete. And that's really, I mean, if you have more questions or you just want to share that, uh, you know, you you prayed that prayer as, as Pete led you, um, you can jump onto our website at riotpodcast.co. Lots of information in there. And there's a place where uh, you can just click on what's it called? No God. And, yeah. and just kind of go through the, the, the funnel there and uh, we reach out that way. You can also do it through our social media sites. Uh, Riot podcast uh, is on, um, is on Facebook and <laughs> forgetting the social media sites. Um, and then yeah, also our YouTube channel. So if you're listening to us on your podcast, but you want to kind of check us out and, and watch us sometime, you can do that at YouTube. Let us know um, in the comments section where you're listening to us from or ask any questions you may have. And you can do that on Facebook as well. We go on there from time to time and we'll answer people's questions and people kind of give us ideas for shows or question something we said. And we're, you know, we're good with all of that. And we, we love to interact with the, with the, the people that listen to the show all the time. So go to YouTube and uh, click like and subscribe, go to Facebook, do the same thing. And man, we just love to hear from you. Um, but what did you, I mean, just Pete, as you're praying there, I'm just, Jesus makes it really clear, right? We're, we're either children of God or we're children of Satan. That's not Pete saying that. That's not Bob saying that. That's Jesus saying that. So, uh, you know, if that offends you, I'm sorry, yeah, but t- to take it to Jesus. That's it. <laughs> so we love you guys. We're so grateful that you listen to the show. Um, share it with a friend. Share, share the show with somebody that you think would would, in, would enjoy listening to it. And uh, man, that's just a good way to get it out there. And uh, maybe you never know. Somebody else might have the same kind of desires that you're having. And, and uh, man, I would just love to kind of build that community. So you can do that through Facebook. You can do that through sharing it. And you can do it through our website. So mm. reach out to us. We love you. Appreciate you. And uh, yeah. Pete, any final words? Nah, this may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you as you just walk in fellowship with him this week. Amen. Have a great week of worship, guys. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.